Hey everyone, and welcome to The Reform Way. I am Corey Smith, alongside Eric Connor and Peter Pohl. Each week, we will bring you interviews, insights, and share our knowledge of the fitness world. We'll look at topics both in and out of the gym through the lens of an exercise enthusiast, a CrossFit coach, and a gym owner. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our most current episodes. Hey guys, this is Eric Connor, and I am here with The Reform Way. I am joined by the mildly handsome Peter Pohl. Thank you, Eric. That's getting, you're getting better. <laughs> Thank you. And the uh, the excessively handsome Mr. Corey Smith. Hey, better. Man about town, does it all. Today yeah. he wears many hats, although he's hatless. Yeah, he's got no hair he's either. hairless, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your, hairless day, your hairless day is better than my full don't cut my hair for seven months day. I can uh, get you a toupee made out of mine. We'll start well, saving hurts. it, and we'll make you one. I'm gonna go to the comb. <laughs> I'm going to the comb over next. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna use the excuse that um, the the quarantine COVID times actually kept my hair from ever coming back again. Oh yeah, via stress. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's exactly true. You told me we weren't gonna mention COVID once during this whole thing. I didn't. I didn't say that. Um, so um, what we're talking about today, guys, is getting back to the gym. So whether you do come here, go somewhere else, whatever you're doing, getting back to the gym. Um, whether you're out from the current time, from other times, uh, whether you're listening to this in, in, the, in the distant future, uh, what we have is, uh, personally, we have a lot of clients that all different times have times that they need to take time off, right? Whether they're um, life changes, uh, other things going on, surgeries, yada, 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 right? So when you're out of the gym for a while, an extended period of time, maybe like months, maybe a year, maybe years, uh, even sometimes, I'd say more than weeks, right? Um, there's different things that that are really important to focus on as you're building back in, right? So we're going to try to have a discussion point on that and things maybe we've learned personally, we've seen. Um, so it, it really does depend on how long you've been out, but on those more excessive periods of time, your body is not really adjusted to, for what we're doing at least, maybe an intensity or a strength training or a range of motion. Um, so building that stuff back in is paramount to your safety and succe- succession, I guess, throughout what we're doing. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The have you guys been out for long periods of time, Peter? Uh, I've been out for a short periods of time, times, based on injury or at the world we live in right now. I think there's two groups. Yeah. The group that's been shot out that that was somewhere like a gym like this or a box like this, and then for whatever the circumstances, which we all know we're going to avoid the, the those kind of subjects, it's been out for let's say 60 days. That's group mm-hmm. one. Right. Group two is the people that have been out for let's put it this way, over a year, two years, because their life has changed, circumstances have changed, and they haven't got way back like, into a gym. Like lost a job, had a, had a kid, right. those are common uh, things. And so, yeah, for whatever the reasons, their fitness has faded, right. or their fitness regimen has faded, right. versus the group that has been out for a shorter period of time due to injury, financial, or environmental reasons. Good I fall in that second category. The worst I've ever been out is maybe this particular last time was 60 days okay. or so. Okay. take. I would say I was, I I wasn't like fully out, but I was definitely out of like a lot of intensity for almost a year, about three years ago. Um, I donated bone marrow and, Hmm. um, the initial recovery was like two to three months of recuperating like blood and kind of like the the actual like trauma from the surgery, like the incisions and like all that. But, um, there was scar tissue on my bones too, which took about a year before they fully went away. So I couldn't really do any like heavy lifting in a sense. Um, immediately like high intensity stuff, I would get super tired. Like even when I first got out of like the procedure, like I'd pass out if I stood up too long. So like eventually that faded away and so I could like work out, but 
I wasn't doing much intensity at all. Everything was super light, super dialed back. Was that expected? Uh, it was misled. <laughs> um, <laughs> the degree of how much it was was a little bit um, kind of watered down. They said it was originally they're like, yeah, it's an outpatient procedure. You'll be back to exercising in two weeks. And at the time I was like training for weightlifting. Like I wanted to compete. And I was like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you'll be back. You'll be back. And I was like, are you sure? Like, and I, then I finally like kind of told them or showed them like what I planned on doing and like a snatch and they're like, Oh God, don't do that. We thought <laughs> we meant like, ta- like walking on a treadmill. Like yeah, that's like, your exercise. Like, yeah, Cause that's what I'm competing in. So <laughs> it's still a noble cause. You, you did a great thing. Oh, oh, I, so. Amazing. You know, what's funny is at the time I like recovering, it was pretty rough. And I remember thinking like, I don't know if I could do it again, but thinking about it now, I'd absolutely do it again. So, I mean, it's, that's it wasn't great. easy, but it was worth it in a way. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very, very cool. Um, so big things with coming back, right? Uh, I've been out for a little, actually for a while when I dislocated my shoulder, um, not doing anything CrossFit wise, um, doing something that almost involved alcohol. So I'll we'll talk about that later. Almost involved alcohol. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, um, bondage basics and techniques, super, super important. So as you come back in, um, again, we've had different people, um, all different times, but even recently come in that maybe haven't done this in like be your set a couple of years, you know, um, one guy is literally just having a kid. One other person is just, uh, just, uh, just got hired to get into the fire Academy. So they need to get moving again, right? Now it's kicking their butt into it. Um, so range of motion and safety is huge, but making sure that also you're not worrying about the intensity as much. Everything is intensity when you haven't done it in a while. Right. So like, hit training, right? Like we talk about high intensity is really, really beneficial for the body. If you go way too hard, high intensity early on, your body just freaks out. That's why you, where you get excessively sore, you're super beat up, you can't move your body. Um, so what we usually tell people is like, depending on how long they've been out, like two to four weeks, don't worry about the times. Don't worry about really even the reps. We can cut them down more. Uh, don't worry about how intense you go, just move safely and your body's going to function well. And then you're like, like almost like ramping it up and warming it up to be able to, to, to succeed. Um, that's, that's arguably what I would kind of tell a lot of those people when they're starting back up physically, at least. So if you had a couple of months, you say ramp up slower. What is that? How long does that ramp up time usually take before you get back to, let's say the average person's been out because of the self-isolation we've been under right. for a couple of months. Okay. And, and they were consistent. And let's prior. say they're not an old goat like me. They're, they're, they're a average crossfit 40 year old okay and, okay and they were consistent prior yeah they were okay pre- how long would you say with without killing themselves mm-hmm. would you say i want you to allow this much time to get back your old stroke i say two to four weeks okay. um usually i'll say two two is almost ample enough if they were at if they were consistent prior and they know their body generally well and they move okay and they're a pretty consistent crossfitter for example uh, people that are very new to understanding their own bodies, I would say more four weeks, but it also depends on the person. Psychologically, we have a lot of people that are very mentally competitive. Uh, and so you put anything in front of them and they're going to, once they get going, they're going to try it all. So that's where as a coach, um, you really have to help know where that is and who that is and really dial them back. That's the challenge. See, I would go even farther than two to four weeks and I would say eight weeks. Okay. Um, and that would be to like 100% intensity to maybe setting a new PR or improving like better than what you were. Um, mainly because if I t- say you took two months off, um, you're losing strength, but also your tendons, your joints, your ligaments, your bones, everything's not really used to that stress anymore. And it takes about eight weeks for that to kind of get ramped back up and used to the, the stress of what you're putting on your body. But also 
the like the neural pathway and the neural connections of building strength. Like if I was a brand new person and I started strength training and say I was getting stronger, the first eight weeks of me getting stronger is mostly just me and my body learning how to move together to apply force. And then you start seeing like hypertrophy and strength and like power basically. So it's kind of the same principle as if I kind of detrained myself for two or yeah, two months and then came back as I would still need time for my body to remember how to move again and move with a lot of force. Like I can go do a clean right now at, you know, with the bar and I can make it look really pretty, but not at a one rep max that I used to be able to do two months ago because I don't know how to apply that force anymore. And you'd feel that effect if you did something close to it for longer than yeah. in prior times. Cause your body's not used to recovering yeah. at that pace. You put a heavy barbell on your back. It's going to feel like 400 pounds when it's only 200 pounds. And I want to add from a personal training or personal point of view that if you add four to eight weeks to your guys methodology here, mm-hmm. if you add, and I'm not saying anybody on the gym, um, but I would say in general, yeah. people that have been coming here that are over 55, mm-hmm. you add at least for every couple of years, you add another week or two. Okay. So at my age, at 65, I'm, I, I don't fully intend to be back to full strength until the next open. Yeah. Which is in October. Right. Time. Yeah. I'm not going to put, because I can just tell it's not about there. It's about recovery time. The older mm-hmm. I get, the longer yeah. it takes me to recover. So therefore, I want to put all the intensity in with with the amount of training I can get from you guys. Right. But I can't put the amount of I want to put the volume in, but I can't put the intensity level as high as maybe someone who's forty five in three right. weeks. I need still to be. I still only can go ninety, eighty percent, that's seventy percent. Whatever, pick a number yeah. compared to someone who's two decades younger. Well, what also happens with that is people come in knowing how to apply themselves at hundred percent intensity of what they used to do. Mm-hmm. And their body's not really ready right. for that. And so say we did fight gone bad two months ago and everyone felt awesome and they did a, like whatever their score was. And then they came in and did it again and they still did the same intensity, the same score. They matched it exactly one-to-one. They would probably be like so much more wrecked from the second one and right. they wouldn't be in for the rest of the week. Right. Because they're just not used to having that intensity and recovery. Right. So that's or, the, the next step, right? Is, is like, um, like they talk about, in, in the CrossFit world a little bit is rhabdo, right? So mm-hmm. I know Pete, we talked about this a little bit recently. What'd you call it? I'm not going to go there because you're going to make <laughs> fun of me. I've only been here 17,000 years now and I don't know the right word. So rhabdo is, uh, for those that don't know, is like essentially a, an extreme breakdown of your muscles, your muscle fibers into your bloodstream. Um, it's not very common in the CrossFit world. It's actually much more common in endurance communities or if people are really like overdoing something, like extreme overdoing, like marathons or further because you're, you're essentially pushing past the long term of a level. I mean, Corey may have more science to this, but um, pushing way longer than you should. Newly adapted people to anything, like brand new people to fitness that have been really overweight, things like that, seem like they'd be more susceptible, but they're really not because their body is pretty much going to stop them. They'll stop them, right? Yeah, and they don't know how to push themselves to that level, right? Their or they body's can't. not adapted. They just to never it, have, and, and yeah. their body pretty much stops it essentially, mentally and physically, right? But the challenge is the people that are let's say CrossFitters hypothetically, right? That are used to pushing the limits, challenging themselves, pushing through burnout at times. Um, You add that into them not having done that for months. Uh, That's where with certain movements, especially that have more of an eccentric phase, like some call it a, like a pull up in a high volume, a GHD sit up are the two main ones that could happen in a CrossFit world. Um, Add those into high volume, pushing through burnout areas. And that's where, um, rhabdo is much more susceptible. 
uh, add into that dehydration levels, um, genetics, uh, and a few other kind of factors. But that's where there's definitely risks to some of those areas. Would hydration during those intensities, especially in the beginning, let's say Murph, okay. and you're doing 100 pull-ups, which... Is doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is well, a big deal. it's significant deal. for anyone right. that's not in thinking of CrossFit stuff. So yeah. let's say that person, would it be better to go, okay, guys, since you're moving into this area where we're a little concerned, really hydrate during this workout so you can keep yourself at least fluid and dehydration levels lower as possible? Mm-hmm. Or is that not going to help at all because you're bringing too much protein of the muscle down into you're throwing it through your kidneys? Yeah, well, you're, you're almost just kind of like staving off the inevitable by drinking a bunch of water because you're still – putting the stress on your muscle tissue that is going to break it down and put myoglobin in your bloodstream. It's just going to have more water to help flush it out. So you okay. may not see as extreme of effects, but you're still going to absolutely put yourself through the stress that would cause that breakdown. Got it. And even like, say we say Murph, for example, is the hundred pull-ups is even if say I cut it down to 50, but I still tried to do it in big giant sets. Like I would have at a hundred. Yeah. I'm still at risk. Like yeah. that's still something that would have actually really affected me. Um, it's just, the persons that like the people that know how to apply the intensity to themselves and don't dial it back when they realize they should, like they take two months off, they shouldn't try to PR for a little while. Just kind of like what we talked about earlier is because they're putting, they're making themselves success susceptible okay. to hit a, a threshold that they're not used to being stopped at. Perfect example. Right. Um, uh, at my old CrossFit gym, this was like eight, nine, nine years ago, something like that. Um, one of our other coaches hadn't been working out for three or four months. I, I don't even remember why. And he hadn't really been around much. Maybe he was out of town for a while or something like that. Uh, and he came back and we were doing a hero wad or like a really gnarly kind of CrossFit workout. Um, and it had four or five rounds and it equaled uh, a total of 100 GHD sit-ups. And those are significant on the body even when you're completely dialed into them. Right. right? Um, and he, he really knew better not to kind of hop in that much because of what we're trained on and what we know um but he just kind of did anyways like whatever uh legitimately must have got rhabdo he he pretty much lost his abdominal wall for well over a month like he couldn't even hang from a bar and pick up his knees to one full like knee raise he was hunched over forever he did not feel good he was rough i don't think he had to go to the hospital which some people do to get ivs put in and stuff Mm -hmm. um but it like full-on destroyed his body uh and it and it I think even like he still has back issues today and uh, to the day. Uh, and I, and I believe that a lot of it is kind of talked about that it might have fully come from that, that part of his core just didn't fix recover. Yeah. Didn't recover. Uh, sad, like rough, like, and it's, it's not common. Like that's really the only person that I really know of firsthand that's got it. There's other people that have like all around the world, but that's why we want to make sure we're way more mindful of this when people build back in. It's just good to make sure we know so we can work around it accordingly, mm-hmm. especially when coming back. Well, yeah. I think like part of it's the, the stigma too of like, say like you take a, a really fit, capable athlete and then you tell them not to try as hard as they can, like mm-hmm. in quotation marks, right? Is they, they feel like they're probably not challenging themselves enough or they're not doing that much for them. So they're like, well, what's the point of me dialing this back? I feel like I'm not really even getting a workout in, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's almost like checking your ego, right? You have to take a step yeah. back and realize that not every day has to beat you up and make you hate life. Like, you know, take those steps to build you back up to that potential versus just thinking that you can mentally power through it because you may be mentally strong, but right then your body's not very physically strong. 
and I know you do this well too, Pete, but what's, what's really benefited me most in my longevity of training is learning how to pay attention to my body, kind of like what, what Corey's saying, and learn how to take the ego out of it. This doesn't feel great yet. I'll let the first few rounds kind of pick it up and mm -hmm. go from there as to how much I want to push, how heavy I want to go, what I'm going to do. And some days it's, it's a 70% effort mm -hmm. and that's, that's okay. It's better that you're moving and not. And that's, you know, like to your, to you, like you usually take it back 70% less of weight than right. the prescribed weight or whatever it is. Right. Is that, and that, that you found that that well, works best for you? I, I found that. And I've had this discussion with Carlos, another coach here who I will tell him that the workout will say, because Corey has it dialed in where a weight has to be specific right. for multiple rounds. Like right. last week was 11. It was a hero workout. It was 11 squats and some ten jerks, ten jerks. five rounds, seven rounds, whatever. seven rounds. Seven rounds. Yeah. I said, well, you know, that, that may work for most people. And I prescribe to that. But for me, I can't at my physiologically at my age, I either have to take that weight so far down or I have to say, guys, I am going to creep that weight up slowly that mm -hmm. by the third round, I will even make me do a couple extra rounds. But I can't get there because I don't have warm-up time to yeah. get there in the beginning. I think warm-up for me is where I really dial back. Or when they're in a workout where, you, uh, Cora, I think Saturday was a kettlebell swing. I'll go super light on the first round, and then I'll pick up a heavier kettlebell because I go, I've, I've broken it. I've, I'll dial it back far enough where mm -hmm. I can get through the workout. And to your last point, I will not, unless Steve Lee pisses me off a lot, I will not just try <laughs> to destroy myself to beat somebody in the gym. Right. But if it's Steve Lee, if I'm sure he's listening to this, <laughs> I will do everything in my power to crush you every workout. <laughs> trip him on the way out. <laughs> but in general, like you're saying, taking that, trying to find that, and it might be a a, a veteran CrossFit kind of athlete's understanding is that it's not really all about the single day. Oh. You know, you get great benefits from from intensity, immense benefits, but you need to look at the long-term picture as well as to what your, your goals and focuses are. Like you said before, you do a thousand GHGs and you may be able to do that one day. Congratulations. But yeah. if you can't walk for three more weeks yeah. or you're permanently hurt, what's the, what's the point? Yeah. Exactly. I think another uh, veteran CrossFit move is being okay with changing in the middle of the workout, mm -hmm. dropping weight, modifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because you chose it at the beginning doesn't mean you're stuck with it and it's not a, right. an ego bruise or anything is... You know, sometimes you just have to make adjustments to keep within like mm. the stimulus or what you're looking for, or what you're trying to do. I find that I do that all the time, especially like with double unders. Mm. You stay, I say, Corey, what do you want me to finish this round? And you'll say four minutes. And if I find that, and I'm okay with double unders, but to have some ankle issues. So if I find that those double unders are taking me past that time frame for that round, I'll just start to pair those back where at four minutes, okay, that's what I'm dialed in for. That's what he wants. The intensity he wants to get mm -hmm. me to get out of this thing. I don't need to hit the five and a half minutes to do that four minute workout. I just, mm -hmm. I'll stick to the, what he, the rules he wants yeah. or running. They'll say, okay, yeah. this is a 200 meter run. Okay, okay. I'll stay with that unless I can't stay with that. Right. Disclaimer to anyone listening. Don't change it without finding out what the stimulus is. Cause yeah. you're just going to choose what you talk want. Yeah, yeah, talk <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Like that's where it kind Whatever. of, the same it down <laughs> no, you did it right. But like, yeah. if you didn't know that's what the stimulus was, yeah, or no, the time I, frame and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. I always try to get, get you guys, what's your thought behind your thought? Yeah. Yeah. Cause and, there is always a gray area kind of between, we want to, some workouts you might want to grind through, not necessarily heavier weight and too heavy a weight, but you might want to kind of test that breakdown and how you recover stamina-wise. Right. Other ones you don't want that ever. Right. right? It, it, um, to your exact point, you'll say, well, how long is this workout going to take? 30 minutes. I'll go, okay. So 
Okay, he wants me to finish in 30. That's mean if I finish in 35 or 20, I'm going to finish the workout. Yeah. But he goes, I want you to finish each round intensity in four minutes. Right. Okay, and this is all an aerobic workout. Where right. am I going to get that? Where do I have to trade off in order to stay that high? Right. So, yeah. Um, so uh, the, the last kind of big point about getting back into the gym from an extended period off and things like that is, is really consistency, right? So quality of movement, um, toning it back correctly, having the right technique for safety, but, um, that's all amazing, but consistency is where your body is going to, it's going to benefit the most. Right. So with that again is, you know, no matter what, if someone's been out for years, like longer months, the first day is going to feel not very good right? Your heart rate's going to be high. Your chest is going to be burning a little bit. Your muscles are going to get sore during the workout. So you know, the next day you're like, Oh no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sore. The best thing you can do is arguably to work out again and move at a slower intensity, whatever it is, just get the body moving in the range of motion or being active in some other way, sweating and stretching it out because that's how the muscles recover. If you stay consistent and moving, that's really going to succeed. If you just stop, you're going to be sore for a week. You try to do it again, it's going to be a hiccup, and then you do it again. Come back in. Right. Come back in. Even if, and I've been there too, come back in. Right. And just go slower. If mm -hmm. you're not, if you're hurt, that's another subject, but just come back in mm -hmm. and dial it back. Yep. Dial it back. But there's something else. Um, for all those people that haven't come back or starting to think about coming back, this place, um, for me, and I think I wrote about it originally, is cathartically on your brain. Um, being self-isolated or being out of, for me, and I'm sure this is for a lot of people, and not getting that endorphin rush mm -hmm. is counterproductive to my psyche. Yeah. Well, there's a sense of pride too. If you come back and you get a workout in, even if it like kicks your ass, you're like, oh, you know, I'm happy I did that. I'm yeah. proud of that. You know, it kind of starts, like sets a good tone. And then and there's community. And so my, I've told this story before. My sister is in the hospital today mm -hmm. because she's suffering from uh, an anxiety. Well, that's not fair. She's suffering from chest pains. It's mm -hmm. nothing serious. She's going to be okay. I heard that just before I came in here. Um, but the world we live in right now is so dark and negative mm -hmm. that a place like this, so if you're sitting out there and you haven't come back in, are you starting to come back in? Just keep coming in. This is therapy too. This is mental therapy as well as physical therapy, which is all a good thing. It's light. It's fun. And you're, you're going to endorphin rush. And for, for this moment of time in this place and in this box and other boxes, life's okay. Life's yeah. okay. The worst thing you got to worry about is I can't lift it over my head yeah. or <laughs> That's are you're yelling at me for being in someone's square. And where's the chalk bucket? Yeah, where's the chalk bucket? <laughs> but I'll put up with that over yeah. having to turn on Fox News. Right, 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 right. Because yeah, like, uh, even just like, for example, we had a mom today that um, hadn't been in a while, and she's been homeschooling her kids, and moms right now are stressed like crazy. Oh. This is was an hour to herself. Yeah. And that's mentally, physically needed oh. in so many ways. And, and one of them even just literally yesterday told me when she was leaving, she was like, I just come here so I don't kill my family. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I totally can understand. Let's uh, not use her name in this. Yeah, no, we're not <laughs> that's the love goddess. I'm really pissed off. You There's an LG in that. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, awesome. That was a good way to kind of wrap it up there. Um, uh, so thank you guys for listening. Um, but again, this is the best, safest way to uh, get yourselves back into the gym. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks again for listening to The Reform Way. You can find us on our social media channels. Our Instagram is at CrossFit Reform. Our Facebook is CrossFit Reform. And you can listen to more of these podcasts on any of the major streaming services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the major apps, and Buzzsprout.